Hello and welcome to Walks of Life, where we welcome people from around the world, all walks of life. People who have gone through a lot, have seen a lot, and are happy to share their stories and perspectives. My name is Maya Muller. Today I'm interviewing Fran. Fran is an undergraduate music student at Oxford, 21 years old, plays the bassoon and piano. For the past six years, she's also been an active member of the National Youth Theatre. She grew up in the UK and is part Ghanaian and part Nigerian. My dad was fostered here, he's Ghanaian, he was fostered here um, from a young age and basically grew up here away from his family who lived in Ghana. And um, I have been to Ghana only twice before I went recently, I went just this um, March. So just being in the presence of my grandma, which sounds crazy, but you know, this was the third time that I'd met her and the first time that I'd really appreciated that this was my dad's mum um, who has not really been in my life purely because she lives in a completely different country. Um, and just hearing her story and hearing how she spoke about my dad and how she spoke about me and my brothers and looking through old photos, oh. being in her home, yeah. being in her country hearing her mother tongue, which is not my mother tongue, but it it sort of should be my mother tongue. Um, It was just phenomenal, really. It was a turning point for me because it made me realise that this isn't just about me, you know? I have this whole family who are thinking about me and who are relying on me and who every action that I take, every decision that I take is never just about me or even just my immediate family around me and at home, my dad and my mum, my brothers. It's, I've got a whole family in Ghana who um, are affected by what I do and who I should always be thinking about because they're family. Do you feel beautiful? If so, have you always felt this since you were a little girl? No, I don't. I've always um, felt quite conflicted about my appearance because um, growing up in a white, predominantly white space, um, being the only black person in my school, um, I always felt a bit, I, I knew that I stuck out and I knew that I was different, but I didn't know how to articulate that at a young age um and yeah I just wanted my hair to be straight like all my friends and I wanted it to be long and curvy and wavy and I wanted to have smaller lips I wanted to have a smaller nose I wanted I wanted to be white because all my friends were white and because all of the tv shows that I was watching all of the people on the tv shows were white all the superheroes were white like all of my inspirations at the time and immediate associations other than my family were white so but I wouldn't say it was a burn it wasn't like a burning desire that ate away at me Mm. I think it was something that I I knew I didn't look like my friends but I pushed it to the back of my mind like an acknowledgement exactly I I acknowledged that but then little things would happen like we'd go swimming or something and my hair would get wet and it would go crazy or we'd be like drawing pictures. I remember specifically, there's really one, this really um, 
clear, vivid memory. I was, I think it was like year two or something. And we were just drawing like a family, like pictures of ourselves. Like, you know, when you do like those stick men yeah. and then you do like the hair, like the flicky hair for the uh, girls. Yeah? yeah. So I did that for me. <laughs> and then I remember my friend at the time pointing and being like, is that what you wished you looked like? Is that what you wished that your hair looks like? Because it doesn't look like that. And I just remember it being, I just this feeling being like, how old were you then? I must have been about seven, um, year two. Yeah, primary school. I, I was really young, but I just remember it so vividly. And I remember thinking, like, just a wave of emotions. Like, I'd not thought about that, but she's right. And how do I draw myself with my Afro hair? Like, how do I do that? I've not seen anyone or any pictures of that um I'm a little girl this is how you draw a little girl you know <laughs> yeah. and then I just remember just feeling really isolated in that specific moment and it's usually like feelings like intense feelings that you remember yes that come back and that, that stay and stuff like that and just like um I used to tell people that I I bathed in mud that's why my skin was um brown is that and around that same age the, around that same age yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember my mum used to do these really, like, horrific hairstyles. Like, they, they, she thought they were cute, but I, my hair was, like, <laughs> spiking out everywhere. And I used to get such bad anxiety coming to school because, um, like, the boys would comment and people would comment. And, and then I reached an age where I started getting um, extent, extensions, I think, when I was in year eight sort of time, like, 13. I started getting my hair braided um, and then people would still comment on like, oh wait, how did your hair grow that quick? Oh, that's not your hair. Actually, you're bald. You know? Um, Because it was just ignorance and and people didn't understand. But that... I've always been quite strong so I wouldn't say that it really affected my views on how beautiful I was. But I just... Beautiful was never really a word in my vocabulary. Like, it never... I never looked at myself in the mirror and, like, analysed what I looked like. I was always just like, cool, this is it. Like, I'm going to get up and go. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like you were questioning, a, like, it, yeah. from a young age. You were... It was It was more of a subconscious kind of thing. But, um... But I was never... I was never that girl. Like, I, and I'm still not that girl who would... Wouldn't leave the house if... I haven't got a face full of makeup on. Like, I don't wear makeup. Like, I just can't be bothered, basically. Um, <laughs> and even my hair, like, I don't even mind it being messy. Like, I can just go out. Like, I've never really... Appearance for me isn't really that important. Um, and it never really has been. And I think, like, aesthetically... I, I don't... I think I feel like I'm contradicting myself. But... Me trying to look beautiful, I've never, I've never done that. But me acknowledging that I don't fit society's image of that conformity exactly. Yeah. For me, appearance was never. My mum was always like, you know, academics. Like it's never about what you look like. It's about your mind and working hard. And that so that was always my thing. So when people were questioning stuff like that, I would always be like confused. But then deep deep it and be like, oh, actually, they have a point there. I don't look like them or. My hair does look different, but it would never be the first thing that I think about until later on when I realised that actually, you know, being in a predominantly white environment 
was um, quite taxing and was quite challenging for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't say I'm beautiful. I'm happy with the way that I look. Um, Health is important because um, if my body is not functioning the way that it should be, then it, that will affect all of my the way that I see life and that the way that I go about my life. Every every person's um, health is unique to them. So for me, I know like, I mean maybe someone is lactose intolerant or gluten intolerant, whatever. So for me, likewise, like I know certain types of exercise. Like I hate going to the gym. It's not gonna work for me. I can keep telling myself that I'm going to the gym, but I will not go to the gym. <laughs> so I need to find like a netball team or a team sport or like a dance class to go to to exercise. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just finding what works best for your body and um, yeah. Um, any particular strategies you use for dealing with setbacks? Yeah, um, I, I'd say my mom. Uh, you know, I, I speak, growing up, I've always had a good relationship with my mum. I've been really um, fortunate to have that connection. And I would talk to her about loads of things. Um, and I think also just remembering that I'm young and, you know, part of life is failing. And you're not always gonna go, it's not always gonna go the way that you want it to go or the way that you think it should go. Mm. But if you're meant to get there, you will get there somehow. Even if it's like 10 years from now, or even if it's like you've gotten there with alongside something else yeah. or like with a different group of people or in a different environment. Um, or maybe your idea of getting there isn't actually what it does mean to get there. Like it's different. Um, thing um so yeah I've always been quite open to the idea of the reality really of failing and setbacks because you know if you're gonna be knocked down by every single setback that you come across then you're gonna be on the floor <laughs> for days <laughs> for the rest of your life because you know we fail every day <laughs> um so yeah, and my mum has always been like, right, pick yourself up. Again, like, you're still healthy, you're still... Um, you still have support around you, you still have people who love you, you still have your friends, you... Think of... Count your blessings, basically, when you do fail. Even if it is, like, I don't know, someone... You lose someone, or you lose something, or you fail an exam, or you... Um, I don't know, you've been striving towards a promotion and you never get that promotion or you've been working towards something like you're searching for something and found out that it wasn't there or you haven't got to that point where you wanted to get to um, or even if it's something physical like um, a health setback. I think you can always count what you do have um, and take hope from those things. Because life is, is not fair. <laughs> yeah. And it can be very easy to get down, to get down about failing. But um, without ignoring realities, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. So you're still looking the, the shark in the face, if you like. Still looking, yeah. So I failed. Okay, yeah, I failed. Okay, 
why, number one, why did I fail? Um, number two, how can I um, prevent myself from failing in this way again? Number three, how am I going to bring myself up from this failure? Um, yeah, and usually what I've found for me personally, it's been um, to get, getting out of, getting, picking myself up after failures or after setbacks. I've always found um, strength in the best things that I have around me. Um, do you have a source of inspiration, uh, maybe a role model or a mentor other than your uh, direct family? I don't think so, you know. I think, I think this stems from growing up and not seeing myself reflected in society. I never um, saw anyone really as a mentor because no one looks like me, as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. So even pe people, I, I was inspired by people, definitely, like inspired by actresses and like musicians, but I've never really looked like look up to anyone other than people who are in my like my family because why would I see someone who doesn't look like me or hasn't come from my background as a mentor like yeah and I think just stemming from that from a young age is sort of filtered into adulthood now even though there are people like I'm now in environments where you know I'm not the minority um, and there are some incredible people, like, doing bits, uh, <laughs> doing great <laughs> things. Um, You're a massive I fan still, of Beyonce, right? Beyonce is queen, like, bow down. <laughs> <laughs> bow down, Queen B. She's just owning everything. But even so, like, I wouldn't see her as a mentor. Like, I just want to be the best version of myself. And I don't think that I am, I can replicate anyone or I can be... I can only be me and I think that I'm I'm very distinct I think and I don't think that you know I love Viola Davis she's an incredible actress but you know if I wanted to be an actress I'm not going to be Viola Davis <laughs> like I'm going to be me so I feel like um yeah I wouldn't say I have a mental really other than my family my family and um how okay interesting question how do you most strongly experience contentedness is it through the little moments in daily life or is it more during very special occasions or maybe both it's a bit of both i think recently um i've really i've had just small moments where i've been like oh, i'm really happy like i feel really at peace right now i'm working out on a uh theatre piece I'm working with the theatre company and we're devising a piece that is really like special and really true like close to a lot of us um and that makes me happy that I have an outlook and I have a platform for my voice and the voice of my peers to be heard mm. um and being in a room and devising with people who are just you know from different backgrounds but we're all inspired by the same thing and we're all united by this love of, of creating um has made me really happy and content I'm only 21 like I've not really lived if that makes sense like 
to think big of myself. Mm. Like, what have I gone through? Like, I've not even had a child. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, I've just, I've done, you know, I've not really, I've had lots of experiences and I've, you know, been through certain things, but... What you know, everyone is, is, is hustling out here. Yeah. And everyone has, you know, has their own mini victories and whatever. So that's what, that's it. I'm, I'm studying at the moment and I'm just still figuring things out. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. So, yeah. No ego. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> How would you define success? Uh, I think it's relative. Definitely. I think different people have their own mini successes you know even for some people like making it to a lecture is a success you know I don't know whether maybe like health problems or um you know with this whole social media media age um I feel like a lot of people post a um warped image of themselves as being you know successful when actually that's not the full reality um, at all. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know, you know, what their lives are really like. So, yeah, I think success is relative. I think I've had lots of successes in my life so far. Again, like I'm only young. Um, but I think I also have still more, lots more to achieve. So, and I want to be able to say thank you to my parents for all that they have sacrificed for me and my brothers to give us a home, to give us an education, um, to give us a shelter. I want to be able to, you know, like make them comfortable in their old age and give back to them. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my idea of success, you know, being able to like buy them a house and be like, don't worry about anything, you know. <laughs> just just live your life in peace like you, you've worked so hard you can see the tears the sweat everything the sacrifices so thank you like I want to be able to do that um yeah wow Fran thank you so much it's <laughs> been a pleasure oh, to have you on the show at the camera is working soon Heal up no more